Turn over with me to the book of Matthew this morning, please. The book of Matthew, down about chapter number 17. I about forgot to get hardwired there, brother. I'm sorry about that. Amen. I hope ain't no shock collar on this thing. Amen. Lester might have put one on here and shock me if I go past 12 o'clock. Amen. I'm just speaking on Brother Lester. Matthew 17, if you turn there in your Bible, I want to say this. I want to say Brother Lester had kind of hit on something out of Psalms 134. And it kind of struck a chord this morning in my heart. And I want to say this, you know, the Bible said over there in Psalm 134, it said, Behold, bless the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord. Well, uh, this morning, Brother J.R. got to teaching on servants and how we're separated unto God. But you know, one thing that we lack is praising Him. Hey, friend, I tell you what, He's done a lot for me. Amen. We ought to just praise Him every once in a while uh, for what He's done. And you know what, this morning, I want you to cut loose. I want you this morning not to worry about uh, who's beside of you, who might see you. Get beside yourself. Let's cut loose and kick the brakes off and let's worship God. Amen. That's what I want to do this morning. Matthew 16, if you found your place, if you would stand. Matthew 16, I said 17. I'm sorry about that. Matthew 16, if you found your place, say amen. Amen. Since you amen real good Wednesday nights, you see, I didn't even preach for 30 minutes. If you amen real hard, well, I might get done in 30, but I doubt it. Amen. Matthew 16, verse 27, verse 28, the Bible says this, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of His Father with His angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The Bible says, verse 27, for the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank You, Father, so much for the promises of the Word of God. I thank You, Father, this morning, God, that You sent Jesus Christ to down the cross for our sin, God, the sin of this world. And Father, I pray that You wake the world up because one of these days, God, You're coming back. And God, I thank You, Father, so much, Lord. I believe that it's drawing nigh. I believe it's drawing close. But Father, I just thank You. Father, this world's not my home. God, I thank You, Father, for saving old rich like me. And God, I pray this morning as we come just to worship You, God, that You'd help us to get beside of ourselves, cut loose, and just worship You, Father, uh, for the remaining hour or however many it takes. God, we just pray that You'd just help this morning. Father, just move in a mighty way. And God, if there is one lost, I pray that You'd save them. Father, only You know. Father, I love You. I thank You. Thank you again for the promises of the blessed book that we've got in our hands this morning. Thank you for the Word of God. Fathers, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I just want to preach to you on a simple little thought this morning uh, that God gave me earlier on in the week. and I just want to preach to you this morning on Jesus Christ 
is coming back. Amen. Jesus Christ is coming back. And before we get started this morning, uh, before we get into the Word of God, I want to give you some history uh, on this book that is called Matthew this morning. Now this man who's named Matthew this morning is the one that wrote this wonderful book that you and I are looking at this morning. And we know that he's the author of the book this morning because uh, we know that it's known as the book of Matthew. Amen. God made that pretty plain. Uh, as we look at this great wonderful book this morning, it's good to know that the writer of this book was a saved man this morning because as I said before, the Bible said in 2 Peter 2 and verse number 1, uh, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as, the, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So here's this man named Matthew this morning, and he wrote this wonderful book. And the only way that he could have anything to do with the writing of the Word of God is that he had to be a holy man. Now, I preached on the King James Bible some Wednesday night, and I want you to understand tonight, uh, this morning, uh, that these other versions, these perversions of the Word of God were not uh, substantiated, were not uh, put down by some holy men of God. Uh, some people wrote these things and they're wicked. One of them uh, that wrote, that had a part in the NIV, uh, she is uh, involved in the LGBTQ crap. I don't think God is in that. Amen. But God was in the writing of the King James Bible. Okay. But even though this morning when he wrote the book of Matthew, before he started writing this book, this man was not a saved man. Now, he didn't write it before he got saved. He got saved, then he pinned down the things that we see here. But the Bible said in Matthew chapter 9 and verse number 9, And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he said unto him, Follow me. And he arose and following him. I don't think a saved man's way taxes. Amen. I'm just picking. But friend, this man who's named Matthew in the Word of God, before the Lord saved him, washed him in his precious blood, this man had the unpopular title of a tax collector. And basically, he was a robber because he charged people way too much, just like they do in our day. Amen. I've never seen fair taxes. Have you? Well, anyhow. Uh, after this man, though, came into contact with the Lord Jesus Christ, all that stuff changed. He got born again. He became a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, he left his sinful ways and he started following the Savior. And friend, listen, uh, that's what happens this morning when a person gets saved and born again, washed in the blood of Jesus. That friend, things will start changing. Things will begin uh, to change in your life. Uh, uh, you'll, you'll, you won't understand the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will come into your life and speak to your heart through the Word. Hey friend, it's good to be saved, ain't it? This man got saved from being a tax collector. And as I said before, if God can save somebody from collecting taxes, He can save from anybody. Hey man, we like to put a limit on God sometimes, don't we? Oh, God will never save that crown over there, but He still said whosoever. Ain't you glad this morning you're a whosoever? Friend, I'm glad the Bible said in Acts 2 and 1, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That time is past already. Now we're in those days. And whosoever God draws can call on Him, get saved by the grace of God. It don't matter how deep of a sin you're in this morning. If the, if, if people will humble themselves, pray to an Almighty God, believe by grace for faith in Him that can be born again. Hey, Paul was a murderer and got saved. 
Amen. God has saved some wicked men in our day and in our time. And He's took those men and used those men for the glory of God. I seen a meth addict one time he got saved. I'm not. I, I'm already going to run past time. I tell you, I'm chasing too many rabbits. But uh, I seen this man get saved from a meth. He was a meth head in his life, and God called the man to preach. And I watched him as he went up and down the hall, up and down the aisle, hollering, Amen. And he was mad at the devil, and he was mad at the world, and he was mad at drugs. And he preached a youth meeting, and he was on fire for the Lord. What happened? That man, God saved him from meth and set him on fire for Jesus. Hey, I'm glad this morning that God is still in the saving business. I'm glad that souls are still yet in 2020 being saved for the glory of God through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, it's not by a prayer card. It's not by saying some little prayer. It's by grace through faith in Him. The same way it was all through the Word of God. Matthew got saved and mourning him. Hallelujah. And he wrote us the Gospel of Matthew. And it's in this very book this morning that we see, first of all, the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Now get a hold of this. And we see some names in the genealogy of Jesus that we might not be expecting to see. I mean, friend, the Bible said in Matthew 1 and 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, I'm not going to read all this, but it's in that generation of Lord Jesus Christ that you will see the name of a harlot. Amen. Her name was Rahab. And you'll see that in Matthew 1 and verse number 5. It says her, her name was Rahab, who begat Boaz. That's Rahab. Alright, so if someone were to just pick up this book of Matthew this morning and just start reading it, they might look and say, how in the world did Rahab get in the line of Jesus Christ, in the lineage of Jesus Christ? As soon as they say that, I'm glad this morning I'd be able to say, through a scarlet thread that she hung out a window that runs all the way through the Word of God, there's something scarlet in the book. It's called the blood of Jesus Christ. And you can see it run from page to page. Amen, friend. I'm glad that the blood is running through me this morning. Hey, those Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe that you can get a blood transfusion. I'm telling you that day I got saved. Some blood was put in my hand. A transfusion I got. And His blood went with my blood. And His blood was holy blood. So, friend, I've got holy blood running through me this morning. i got a transfusion by Jesus. Amen. As we open up the Word of God to Matthew chapter 16, the first thing we find here this morning, let's look at our context. We see the Pharisees want to give Jesus a hard time. And we also see the Pharisees want to give Jesus a hard time. Listen, uh, the Bible says out here uh, uh, in verse 1 of chapter 16, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting, desiring Him that He would show them a sign from heaven. You know, and these Pharisees and these Sadducees, they hated each other's goods. But ain't it amazing how they come together trying to get rid of Christ? It's amazing what enemies have come together just to try and, and, and put out the name of Christ, ain't it? But friend, listen, these Sadducees and these Pharisees, they were two evils. And here we see them this morning looking for a sign. Wow. Listen, they didn't believe that Jesus Christ was truly God. Uh, the, uh, the One of that bunch, I can't remember which one, believed that there was no resurrection. 
But friend, they didn't believe He was the Son of God. So they asked Jesus Christ for a sign here in chapter 16, and the signs had been all around. I mean, friend, listen, He had just healed Canaanite, a Canaanite's daughter here in the Word of God. And He also healed the blind and the dumb and the maimed and the lame. And they said, we don't believe that you're God, even though you do all that. That's blasphemy is what that is. But instead of simply believing by faith, these Pharisees and these Sadducees, they wanted a sign. I believe if I'd have seen somebody dead just raise up, I believe that would be a pretty good sign, don't you? I mean, I don't know, but... I mean, I think it would be. But friend, we see that Jesus tells them down in verse 2 and verse number 3. Look, the Bible said, He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. The Bible said, In the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red lowering. He said, Oh, you're so smart. He said, You know about the sky and the signs of the sky. But the Bible said, Oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but, but can you not discern the signs of the times? Jesus said, I'm here right in front of you. And you can't even see uh, past your nose. Jesus calls him people in verse number 4, a wicked and adulterous generation. Then he tells them in that same verse, and there shall, now listen here, and there shall no sign be given unto you, but the sign of the prophet Jonas, and he left them and departed. Jonas is Jonah. Friend, he was in three days and three nights in the belly of a whale. Christ was in the earth. Hey, friend, listen. He said, you've got a picture in Jonah that I'm here. Friend, listen, they could have, I mean, friend, just like the whale spit out Jonah, the earth, Christ resurrected in three days. He said, you've got a sign. He said, you can't even see it. Hey, the boy, that preacher preached the writing on the wall. Hey, the writing's there, but the world can't see it. Hey man, they were looks like these Pharisees and these Sadducees, but in our day and time, Jesus Christ, the resur- His resurrection is past, so we know that folks are not looking this morning for a sign of Him to come and resurrect, unless you're Jew this morning. But friend, the sign that people are looking for in our day and in our time is that people are trying to predict and people are trying to figure out when Jesus Christ is coming back. My friend, listen, a man by the name of Charles Taze Russell, one time to let the Lord to come back at a certain time. Now, you know who Charles Taze Russell is? Okay, I'll tell you. This man was the first president of what is now known as the Watchtower Society of the Jehovah's Witness Movement. Alright, he, he calculated in 1874 to be the year that Christ would return. Well, 1874 is a pretty good while ago, amen. And Jesus ain't come back yet. Russell not only proclaimed that, he also proclaimed Jesus' return in 1874, but he also, I'm sorry, he also proclaimed that the resurrection of the saints would take place in 1875. That's what he said. That's weird, ain't it? He's predicting stuff, looking for signs. That was wrong. He also predicted this morning that saints would be raptured in 1878. Boy, he had some things backwards, didn't he? We see this man predicted the Lord was coming back. He put a date on it. The date was wrong. Why is that? Because the Bible said that no man will know. I'm going to preach a message before I get started. But there have been many people before Mr. Russell. I got to look at this up and study it out. There's been many people who's put a date on Christ coming back. They've all been wrong. There's folks in our day putting a date on when Christ will come back. 
They've been wrong. Even though Christ has not come back yet though, friend. I'm here to tell you this morning, there's one thing that's for sure this morning. It's just as sure as you and I are in the building. Just as sure as the air sometimes kicks on when it needs to. Hey, there's going to be a day of coming when Christ is coming back to get His bride and take us out of here. Hallelujah, friend. With the help of the Lord, I want to preach on the all. Jesus Christ is coming back. I want to preach to you on about three things God's given me. But I want to say this before we get started. If Christ were to return right now, I mean, friend, look, you can sit in a church pew for all of your life. You can say, preacher, I come to church. But friend, when you get to the judgment seat of Christ or if you're lost the great white throne, you're going to look at Him and say, well, I went to church. That's not going to do it. That's not going to work. You can come to church all your life and be lost. I hope this morning that you're ready to go to meet the Lord. I'll preach now about three thoughts. I want to preach number one, the fact that Jesus Christ is coming back. How do we know that He's coming back? It's a good thought, ain't it? Uh, Number two, I want to preach the time that Christ is coming back. Don't look at me like that. Number three, I want to preach on this. The manner of Christ coming back. Now let's get started. Look number one at the fact that Christ is coming back. So we see that we that are saved and born again, uh, we know the facts this morning. Amen? And the fact this morning I'm going to look at is the fact that Jesus Christ is coming back. Now I use the word fact this morning. Here's what it means. The word fact means reality or it means the truth. We're living in a day and time where you can't hardly get nobody just to tell you the truth. I know girl, she'll get in trouble sometimes and she'll lie about 15 times in a circle and she will not tell us the truth. I'm trying to work on her. If you know any tips for me, please help me out because I need some help. Amen. But friend, listen, the word fact does not mean the same thing as a fairy tale. Maybe that's what I need to tell her. It don't mean the same thing. Amen. But a fairy tale this morning is something that's made up. It's something that's not true. It's something that will not come to pass. You know what? My, my old girls watch Snow White. Snow White's never going to show up in my living room. Because she ain't real. And she's not going to bring seven doors with her. Because she's not real. Amen. So there's one thing that you can count on in our day though. And in our time is that Jesus Christ is one of these days coming back. And He's coming back to get His bride who's the church Lord Jesus Christ. The pearl of great price. And friend, the day that you and I got saved and born again. You and I got married to somebody. We got married to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when He comes back, He's going to take His bride. The dead in Christ the rest. The bride is going to be with him, and we're going to have a big marriage supper, and then we're coming back again. Amen. Aren't you looking forward to that? Friend, if you're saved and born again, the good news is you're going to be with him when he comes back. Hey, well, Jesus Christ is coming back, and that's a fact, Jack. Amen. Hey, we know that Jesus Christ is coming back, but do you know how that we know that he's coming back? Lots of folks say it. But do we really know? I want you to pin some things down this morning. Listen, we know, is it just something that you've been taught all your life and you say, well, I've heard the preacher preach it, so I believe it's true. That's dangerous. Amen. Uh, it's just something that, that everybody says. He's coming back, you know. How do we know? 
Well, let's look. I really and truly believe if we believe like we say we do, that He's coming back. I believe we knock on doors. I honestly believe. Do we believe that He's coming at the workplace? I honestly believe if we thought He could come back any minute, any second, any time, would we really be trying to win lost souls to Jesus Christ as fast as we could? Do we really, in our hearts, believe that He could come back right now? Friend, listen. If we believed it like we say we did, we'd be telling the world every chance we got. Friend, a great flood will never cover all the earth again. But Noah preached with every meal driven in the ark. He said, boys, get in the ark. Rain's coming. He preached every day. Rain's coming. Rain's coming. He said, please. I could hear him as he cried out to those people and said, rain's coming. Well, nobody listened. Now, a great flood will never cover the earth again. Not the whole earth. Not the whole entire earth. There's a lot of people, well, God, well there's still floods yet, but not over the whole entire earth. There won't be. Uh, but, and so, great flood will never happen. But there's a fact that will happen this morning. Christ will one of these days come back. And, and people have preached this for many years. But there's one thing about it this morning. And that is that we're another day closer than we were yesterday. I've heard people say, well, preacher, that's been preached on for years and years and years. Well, friend, uh, those years, God by His grace didn't come back. But I'm telling you, friend, we need to be talking about it because we're getting close, I believe. There are a lot of people in our day that say, well, just how do you know? Well, friend, if you're here this morning, maybe you got the same question. How do you know that Christ is coming back? Let's take a biblical look at it and see what God said. You and I can know and be just as sure about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ as we are that we're saved. How's that? Listen here. Well, Jesus Christ said in Himself. The Bible says right here in verse number 27, For the Son of Man shall come. In the glory of His Father with His angels. And then He shall reward every man according to His words. As you look at that verse today, we notice that the words of that verse are in red. Amen. They're read in the Word of God. Uh, which means that this ain't some fairy tale that's talking. Amen. This ain't Satan saying this. This is our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And friend, we've trusted Him with our soul and our salvation so we can trust Him with His Word this morning. And His Word says He's coming back. And friend, I'm glad that one of these days our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, is coming back. Jesus Christ didn't say it once, friend, but He says it again. The Bible said in Matthew 20, 25, 31 through 32. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then He shall sit upon the throne of His glory. Hey, that's over on the Mount of Olives. Hey, friend, He's going to sit there one of these days. All of Israel's going to be gathered there. We're going to be gathered there as far as I can tell. He's going to sit there. And He's going to judge the nations. Hey, when Jesus Christ comes back, not only is He coming back to take up His bride, but when He comes back, He's going to separate some things. Listen, that, that verse, the Bible said this over in uh, Matthew 25 and 32. And before Him shall be gathered all nations, and He shall separate one from another, as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. He's going to separate some things. Now I know that those verses are talking about the nations. Those goat nations... Here, the way I'm trying not to go too fast. Those goat nations are the one who forsook Israel and wouldn't have their back. Those are the goats. But he's also going to separate the same from the lost. 
Amen. Lost children be separated from their saved parents, saved family members. Be separated from their lost family members. And saved friends will be separated from their lost friends. And friend, I'm looking forward to the day when Christ comes back. But I hope that everyone in the building this morning is ready. If He were to come right now, do you know what He did? I hope you know. As I said a moment ago, He's coming back. It's not a maybe so. It's not a hope so. It's a fact. It's a no so. The Bible says in John 14, 2 and 3, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Listen to this. I go to prepare a place for you. The Bible says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus Christ is up there in heaven this morning preparing a place. I'm telling you, friend, it's going to be grand. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be sweet. And you and I that are saved and born again are going to get to see the place called heaven one of these days. Hey, friend, listen. What a day it's going to be when our Jesus we're going to see. Hey, we ought to shout the house down just in knowing that Christ is coming back to get His bride. Amen. I'll never forget the day my bride walked down the aisle. I said, Woo! That's what I thought in my mind. I said, Look at that. Look at that. There's my bride. Now she's going to bust me mad at me all the way home. Hey, Christ, one of these days, we're going to walk down the aisle. And he's going to say, Look, boys, here comes my friend. I died for him. I bled for him. Gave my life for him. And here I come. I believe my angel's going to step aside and say, Look out. Here comes the bride. What what happens when the bride comes in? I don't know if there'll be music, but music is played down here when the bride comes in. And everybody stands at attention and they watch as she comes in the door. And friend, I'm telling you, I'm glad, thank God, one of these days, people's going to stand at attention and the brides are coming home. Hey, friend, I don't know about you. I sometimes feel the tug from the other side. Miss Frida's up here singing. I thought I was going home. Hallelujah. I said, glory to God. Jesus Christ is coming back. Not only did Jesus Christ let us know He's coming back, He's let us know what to do till He gets here. The Bible said in John 21 and 22, Jesus said unto him, If I will that He tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Even though Jesus is tarrying right now, now I'm not saying this morning that He's changed His name. God knows when He's coming back. But I'm saying He's not back yet. I don't know how, but He's not. But listen, even though He's tearing right now, what you and I that are saved and born again, all we doing in our day is following Him. Marie, come in a minute. Get your collar book up. Come here a minute. Come here. Yeah. Come here. Follow me. Yeah, we're going to play. You ain't going to play with me. Brother Shane, come here. <laughs> Follow me. You ready? Follow me. Stay behind me. Follow me. Don't you go this way or this way. You follow me. She followed me. I don't know how good she stayed behind me. Probably about as good as we stay behind the wall. 
we got to be falling until it comes back. How do we do that? Everything I've preached about on Wednesday night, this thing here, fall ahead. How? In the Word of God. Follow Him. We're to follow Him until He comes back. We're to follow Him before we make decisions in our lives. Follow Him. When's the last time we make a decision in our lives and say, Christ, what do you want me to do? When's the last time we just followed Him? I mean, friend, Jesus Christ has told us He's coming back. We ought to be living for Him. Till it comes. I'll hit on that just a minute. What if Jesus were to come back right now and ask you this? Would you be pleased with how uh, we fall in Him? Or would He say to the church, and like, would He say to us like He said to the church in Ephesus in Revelation? Listen to what He said. He said this, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Could you imagine standing before Christ and Him looking at you Saying you've done this right, you've done this good, you've done this good. You've done this good. He said, I never left you. Never forsook you. He said, but you didn't follow me. Boy, it'd be sad, it's quiet, all day. Jesus Christ Himself lets us know that He's coming back. But not only that, listen, He lets us know how. Listen, the Bible said in Acts 1, 10 through 11. Listen to this. I want you to understand. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. The Bible said, which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? Jesus was going up. Those men were standing there staring. Hey, friend, listen, the Bible said, uh, This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you've seen him go into heaven. How did he go up? He went in a cloud. How's he coming back? I believe in the cloud. That same cloud that took him up, baby, is going to bring him back again. I don't know for him, but Jesus Christ, when he comes back, he's coming back like he went. And he went in a cloud. Friend, when Christ comes back, I believe he'll be visible. Those men were looking at him. Amen. I believe we'll see him coming again. I believe it'll be personal. It was personal when he went. So, friend, uh, I hope that uh, I'll be able to say, look. I mean, I hope that you'll be able to say, look, I'm going with you when it comes. Well, I hope you can say, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, if there's a doubt in your heart this morning, I get it right. I hope you honestly can say, I'm going to. Hey, friend, if you get left behind, the Lord comes back. You'll go through one of the most awful things you'd ever have to face in the Word of God. you go through what's known as the tribulation period. And in that time, there'll be vials opened up onto the earth. There'll be water turned into blood. You can't even drink the water. It'll be nasty. There'll be tires. There's people who have guns want to stick it to their heads and blow their brains out, but they can't die. That's how bad it'll be. Child of God, I don't know about you. I'm glad I'm not going to be there. Amen. His second coming's not a fairy tale, but it's true. 
Not only did Jesus say so, get a hold of this. His apostles said so too. The Bible said Philippians 3 and 20 and 21. This is Paul talking. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, I'm a looking. Amen. The Bible said, Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the work and whereby he's able even to subdue all things to himself. That was Paul talking, and Paul also said, in Titus 2 and 13, he said, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, Paul wasn't just looking for that blessed hope, but you and I this morning, we've got a hope that the world can't have. Hey, let me tell you something, I'm getting ahead of myself, but this week ain't hope we're saying. What's the hope he's talking about? The hope he's talking about is the hope that we have when Christ returns to this earth. Hey friend, ain't you glad this morning that we live in a world that has no hope, but you and I that are saved and born again have a hope that will come to pass because Christ is coming back. Hey, we ought to be the happiest people in the world. Boy, Joe Osteen thinks he's smiling. We ought to be smiling. Amen. We know the truth of the Word of God. Hey, we're going home to be with Christ and He's coming back again. You know what that ought to do? And that ought to cause us to do this too. Boy, it's awful hard to see a lot going on down here when your heads are looking for Him. Amen, friend. Paul said, be looking. Listen to this. Paul and James, James was looking too. Listen to the Bible said James 5 and 7. Be patient therefore brethren unto the coming of the Lord. Amen. James were looking. Uh, Peter was looking too. The Bible said in 2 Peter 1 and 16. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not only were these men looking, Jude was looking as well. The Bible said in Jude 1, 14 and 15. And Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of His saints. Hey, he said, I'm a looking too. Hey, well, that's what Jude stated. Here's what John, he was looking to. The Bible said in 1 John 2 and 28, And now little children abide in Him, that when He shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed for Him at His coming. Oh man. Notice what John said. John said, He's coming. But I don't want to be ashamed at His coming. Boy, here's where the rubber meets the road. What we're to do in our day and time is we're to abide in Him. Him being the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you'll do what Marie done to me, if you'll follow Him until He comes back, you'll not be ashamed at His coming. But friend, I'm telling you, you get off track, get off base, get unfaithful to God, unfaithful to God's house, and you get out of the world, what if He comes back? Listen, my question this morning is this. If He comes back right now, would you be ashamed? Would you be ashamed of how you live for Him? He's coming back. We know He's coming. And we're to be living our lives for Him. And we ought to be looking up. Friend, listen. The eastern sky is going to part. Jesus Christ is coming back in the cloud. And that's a fact because Jesus Christ said it. And when He says something, He means it. Listen. Are you ready for the Lord? you know what God has placed this on my heart this morning? If, you're, if you've got something in your life this morning, 
have to happen with you. You can get it out this morning. You can go out the door and say, well, preacher, this ain't real fun, but you can go out the doors hooting and hollering and shouting victory. Because you got victory over that thing in your life. Friend, we've looked at the fact that Christ is coming back. He's not forgot about His people. Let's look number two. At the time that Christ is coming back. Alright. Uh, so let's look at this. Uh, don't y'all think I've lost my mind. I'm not preaching on Him coming back or giving Him a time. But listen, we know this morning uh, that there's not one person this morning in God's green earth that knows when, God, when Christ is coming back. When Jesus Christ was down walking on the earth, here's what He said. The Bible said in Mark 13 and 32, but of that day, talking about the coming of the Lord, uh, the Bible said, Knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Jesus Jesus Christ don't even know when He's coming back. But friend, the angels this morning don't know when Christ is coming back. And friend, the only person in heaven who knows this morning is God the Father. Knows when He's coming back. Now fast, listen to this. Uh, it could be tomorrow. It could be today. I don't know. I wish He'd take us out here while we was in the house of God, don't you? Hey man, faster than you and I can snap our fingers. We're going to be able to meet our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ way up in there. We're going to fly. We're going to need a plane. Amen. The dead in Christ will rise. They're going to fly too. And then, just like that, we're going to fly and be with them. My friend, we may not know exactly when He's coming back, but we can know this morning it's before the millennial reign of Christ. I'm going to show you the Word of God. Now, there's a lot of confusion about this. Now, if he were to come back after the rain to get his bride, listen to this, how in the world could we ever roll and rain with Christ? The Bible says we're going to roll and rain with Him, so it's got to be before the millennial rain. Amen. So, listen to this. Uh, for a period of 1,000 years, there'll be a time when this earth, there'll be a rule of righteousness in those days. And friend, if you're here and you're saved, you're going to be a part of that reign, whether you agree or not. Amen. And friend, I've never ruled over anything in this world. But one day I'm going to, with Christ. When Christ comes back to this wicked world, what Christ is going to do is that Jesus Christ is going to raise the dead, as I've said. And what will also happen is before the millennial comes, there will be a raising of the righteous dead. Now, I don't know how all that works, amen, but I know it's going to happen. What, who's the righteous dead? I'm just going to tell you, and I'll study it later and give it to you. But the ones who got saved in the tribulation period of time, the ones who never heard the gospel, they're going to roll and reign with us too. All the same. I'm going to roll and reign together with Christ. Every single one that's been saved. I ain't got time this morning. The Old Testament saints are going to roll and reign with Christ. Amen. Uh, the ones that are answered out are going to roll and reign with Christ. When the ones who are dead in Christ right now, they're going to be resurrected and reign with Christ. The ones who get saved during the tribulation. See, some men will be saved. They're going to rule. And reign with Christ. Alright, so when Christ comes back, the Jews are going to be restored to their land. Uh, they're going to be restored to their land before the millennium. There can be no millennium until Christ comes back. I'm trying to prove it to you. When Jesus Christ comes back, it'll, before the, it'll be before the millennium because when He comes back, He'll come unexpectedly. But just in knowing the fact Jesus is coming back, we're to be looking, we're to be watching, and we're to be waiting. Boy, we fail, don't we? Don't look for it. Like we He's coming back for you. One of these days. 
What a day that's going to be when Jesus steps out in all of His glory, all of His majesty. Friend, well, Jesus will be forever. We've looked at the fact. I want to look at this. The manner of Christ coming back, number three. Christ is coming back. It's just not going to happen in any old manner. It's all set up. God's God order. Amen? Alright, listen. As I've told you earlier, Christ is coming back the same way He left. He's coming back in the cloud. And friend, when Jesus Christ comes back, He's coming back in two stages. If you will, I'm trying to break this down. There's a lot of folks don't understand. Uh, so two stages. I'm going to give you these. We'll go to the house. The first stage of the coming of the Lord, what He's going to do is He's going to rapture out His church. Now the word rapture is not in the Word of God. Don't fall out with me there. It's not. But the phrase called up is in the Word of God. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 15-17, For this we send you by the Word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. That means we're not going to prevent them uh, from being resurrected from the grave. Alright, the Bible said, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The Bible said, Then which we are alive and remain shall be caught up, raptured uh, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever with the Lord. Once we're with Him, we'll never leave Him. We'll reign with Him. We're going to heaven with Him. And we're going to have new heaven and a new earth with Him. We'll be with Him forever. Now, what's going to happen when Christ comes back? The dead in Christ will rise first. All the saints that are living during that time will be raised as well. Not from the grave, but from the earth. And we're going to be with Jesus Christ in the air. I'm going to have a new body. Amen. If you're saved, you are too. These mortal bodies will one day put on immortality. One of these days we're never going to die. Friend. Uh, listen, uh, we'll never grow old. Friend, I'm telling you that's the first stage of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The dead in Christ will rise. The church will be raptured out. Now the second stage. What's that? Alright. This is known as the revelation. You can write this down if you want to people. This is what people have called it. The revelation of Jesus Christ. We talked about the first stage, which is a rapture when Jesus Christ comes to get His church. Now the second stage is a revelation. What's that? Alright, this is the second part of the second coming. And we'll behold Him in His glory. The first time He's coming in cloud. The second time He's coming in glory. Listen to me. The first time He came in human form. The first time He ever came to earth, He came in human form. He died for you. And He died for me. That's the first time He came. And one of these days when Christ comes again, He's coming in His glory. And He's coming in His majesty. And He's coming in His power. Glory to God. People will, be, will not be looking for Him when He comes in those days. The Bible talks about that. Listen, uh, uh, they'll be buying, they'll be selling Amen. Uh, there'll, there'll be people saying there's no God. There'll be people uh, mocking and making fun of the Lord. Hey, they'll be saying He's not coming back. There'll be no sign of judgment whatsoever when all of a sudden Jesus Christ and we come and friend, we're going to be on a white horse. We, he's going to be on a white horse. You and I are going to be on a white horse. And I don't know if you like riding horses or not, but you'll like it. Hey, we're going to ride a white horse. We're going to rule and reign with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, Satan will be loosed a little bit later. He's going to uh, uh, revolt against heaven and we're going to see him now thrown in the lake of fire. 
them hatering the Antichrist and all of that. They'll be down there too. We're going to roll and reign with Christ. Hey, the earth's been cursed with a curse ever since Adam and Eve fell in the garden since they sinned. But one of these days, the curse and the second coming of Christ will be lifted from off the earth. Everything will be nice and fresh. Hey, friend, every Baptist will be happy. Nobody will be mad. There'll never be no more disease. No more germs. Hey, no more stuff uh, being thrown in the river. Everything's going to be nice and fine. I'm telling you, Christ is coming back. Hey, friend, Jesus Christ is coming back. The work will come to a close. No more disease. No more germs. What is our blessed hope this morning? Well, Paul said it in Titus 2 and 13. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. What's your hope this morning? If you're saved, your hope is not your salvation. That's already done. Our hope now is when Jesus Christ comes out of the earth, gets His bride, takes us home. That's the first part. The second part is we're going to have a marriage supper up there with Jesus. And then guess what? He's coming back on the white horse and we're going to follow Him. And we're going to roll and reign with Christ. And then there's going to be a new heaven. God's going to destroy Him. Or purified by fire. Amen. New heaven, new earth. And that's what we What's the blessed hope this morning? This world's not my home, but I've got a better one to come. Glory to God. The hope of Christianity is a hope in which the world does not have. This hope is a purified hope. Get a hold of this. The Bible said in 1 John 3, 1-3, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is. Get a hold of this. And every man that hath this hope in Him, Purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Church, what are we to do? I'm excited. I'm not happy. What are we supposed to do to the Lord come back? Keep ourselves pure. I don't want to be ashamed when he comes back in the cloud to take me out of here. Have you got anything in your heart this morning, preacher, that I need, I need to get some things out? If Christ were to come back right now, what would He say? He's coming back. We're going to rule. We're going to reign with Him. But friend, I don't want to carry anything over that I can get good care of down here. See, if we answer for it here, when we get there, it will already be took care of. The Bible says we've got to advocate with the Father for a bit of man's sin. The Bible says He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. He forgives you if you're sitting down here. He's not going to bring them back up up yonder. I'm telling you. Have you got something in your life this morning? Preacher, something's not right. Why don't you come get it fixed up? Let's stand this morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed.